Very good morning. I don't know how to do with this. But, okay, that's fine. So good to be here. It's a privilege to share with you God's Word. We will be talking about Colossians chapter 2. If you're watching from home, hello, good morning. My name is Danny. I ask for your attention for the next few minutes. We are in this series. In this church, Crowley Community Church, if you are here for the first, second, third time or watching this on YouTube, we have this <clears throat> way to teach the Bible in series. And then uh, we think it's easier to go deeper in some kind of teaching when you have uh, in sequence, sequential teachings. Uh, and this series, we are talking about the five pillars of our faith. We had the first uh, teaching giving more the context and the historic context. Why do we believe in the things that we believe? Uh, why church, they are like this. If you go from England to another country and you go for a Pentecostal church, for a traditional church, for a Baptist church, for Presbyterian church, for a community, they have the same core of faith, of beliefs where it came from. So we had the first session talking about this, the, uh, and the first teaching on five solas with Ken, talking about the scriptures alone, the importance of the Bible and the scriptures. And today, we'll talk about Christ alone. <clears throat> Christ alone. Now, before we go into the text, just to make you understand, to help you uh, in the old days, the Catholic Church, they also were teaching people, actually, something that I love in England, they still have these touristic eyes. Come on, I'm from Brazil, we don't have what you guys have here. You have these castles and walls and ruins from ages, some king and all of this. I don't know, I, I was watching that series on Netflix, what's the name? The Last Kingdom. When I was in some chapter, I was writing down the names with the Google Maps and watching the TV to learn. It's amazing inheritance and history that we have here. In those days, the Catholic Church, they used to teach, yes, you can go to heaven if you believe in Christ plus Mary. Christ and church membership. Christ and the saints. Christ and the purgatory, Christ and your good deeds, your good works, your performance, Christ and paying some money to receive forgiveness, Christ and, 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 and. So, at some point in history, you had this in the first session, talked about the, the Reformation. Someone said, no, it's the scriptures alone. And it's Christ alone. Let's talk about this today. Colossians chapter 2. <coughs> Christ. Manuela, my darling, please, can you give me this bottle of water, please? Thank you. Thank you. My secretary. Um, Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let me read again. <clears throat> In Christ are hidden all the treasures. All the treasures 
all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let's pray. Lord, we just have air in our lungs because of you. We have light outside this building because of you. There is nothing outside of Christ. Everything is Christ. We exist because of Christ. We just stand because of your great love. Help us to see more Christ in our lives, in your church, in our families. In Jesus' name, amen. I was born in 1978. And I was raised in a very traditional church. Uh, it, it was a mix, okay? It was a mix. Very Pentecostal, but classic, old-fashioned Pentecostal. My mom was that kind of very old-fashioned, strict mom. Uh, some guys here, do you remember? Do you remember when you used to obey your parents just by the look? <laughs> uh, they even had to finish the sentence, and you were there. Um, if I called my mom or my dad some words like, um, Daniel, oh yes, don't know, it's ma'am. Hierarchy. Can't imagine this in the church. So I was part in a very childhood of many kind of church in the same denomination. Some of them big, some of them small. And my dad, he has this call to help church planting. In those days, we don't we didn't have this name, church planting, but it was church planting. And, and that small church, like half of, of this, we don't have a very small church. You don't have another kids. You don't have a fancy worship band. You don't have nothing attractive for a boy. But have that group of people, and I was there. So when you have a very small church, they need to fill the gaps of the service with something. And you don't have kids' church, you don't have nothing, so I have a guy preaching and someone singing. What they did in that small church, they opened opportunities. Uh, would you like to sing? And then, I was six years old, I remember my mom's <laughs> look to me. <laughs> I was next to her. You go to sing. Oh, no, man, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't like to sing. I'm ashamed. Are you ashamed of Jesus Christ? <laughs> Come on, man. And then my whole childhood and teenager years was very heavy. You are seeing here today, my friend, a church survivor. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it was hard. Very, what's the word? Legalistic? Legalism? Very heavy. Church was something heavy, boring, difficult. Because at some point, God for me became this kind of very demanding manager, hard to please him. We had to do many things. Many things to receive God's approval or God's love. It was hard, a lot of work. And then on these days and the teenager years, and it's, I don't know, it's like life. You always look for acceptance. You need to be approved by your parents. And later on, by the teaching school, you need to achieve that marks, that score, that performance. And for that group of friends in the school, 
the, the popular girls, the popular boys, and you are not popular, and you're not famous, and you are ugly with 13 years old, full of spots in your face, and you want to be part of some group, and you try because you look for approval, acceptance. And then you think, okay, when I got the job and I start to work, I go for university, everything will be different. You need to receive approval of your boss, your spouse, and depending on your wife or husband can be very demanding. <laughs> and you need to put more effort and focus and performance. And friends and churches, suddenly you have some kind of faith when someone tells you, no, with God, that's fine, because is there is something in the gospel called grace. You, do, you don't need to buy God's favor or to do something to receive. But it's hard to, to behave like this. A God who can give me everything for free. Mm, no. I remember when I was working on Premier Ring. And uh, I was a manager in the night shift, an evening shift. And, and this man came. And I offered to him a free drink on the bar. I would you like a free drink. And his answer for me was, why? <laughs> why? Because I want to give you a free drink. It was hard for him to deal with something free because we are always working hard to receive some kind of approval, acceptance. Now, this is the question. How can we be approved by God? Holy God, a just, a perfect God. How can, I don't know, I, sometimes I need to feel loved. And I know in my brain and my theology that God loves me, but I don't know in my heart. So I need to do many things. And this question is an old, old question. In Matthew chapter 19, a guy came to Jesus and said, Teacher, what good things must I do, must I do to get eternal life? Look the level of the question. Things that I need to do to get something. It's a negotiation with God. Um, okay, tell me what I should do and I will do. I'm going to the church this Sunday. If that preaching gives me some kind of law, some kind of rules, uh, okay, to be saved... What I need to do? Oh, I need to be at the church Sunday morning, not be late. I need to, oh, if I give some money for the church, great. And then I need to not use swearing words in my everyday life. And then I need to be a good husband or wife and raise my kids, not shouting. And then, then God, you love me. This is the level of the question. Teacher, uh, what good things must I do to get eternal life? If you read later on in your home, Matthew chapter 19, Jesus gave an answer for this guy. And he said, do you know the commandments? The, 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 yes, I do know. So keep the commandments. But Lord Jesus, I keep obeying God and his commandments since I was a child. So we are talking here with a guy who was raised in the church. But he still was feeling lost. Far from God. We have a lot of evangelical church informations today. 
radio stations, music, YouTube channel, great preachers, Bible from every size, color, shape, a lot of information. But sometimes we feel that God's not approving us, that we are far from here, from Him. There's another man when Jesus taught a parable. And this man was trying to pay a debt for a king. And, but this debt was impossible to pay. It was too much money. And the phrase in this parable, this man said, Be patient with me and I will pay back everything. I remember this was my attitude when I was a teenager in the church. When I was a young guy, when 19 years old, I was going to the seminary, dreaming to be a preacher someday. God, I will pay you back everything with my performance. I will try to be perfect. I will try to have the right girlfriend. I will try to say no to my flesh. And I will try to memorize the whole Bible. And I will try to do many things. In the youth church camp, they were sleeping. I'm here 7 in the morning praying, Lord, look my CV. I'm trying to be approved by you. I'm trying to get your favor. I didn't know that I had some kind of black hole in my soul in need of feel loved. And I was trying to do this with God through my performance, trying to please Him. Be patient with me, God. I'll pay you back for my salvation. I'll pay you back for the forgiveness of my sin. I'll pay you back. I'll give you my best. I'll give you my best. It was so heavy and tiring. This is one side of the coin. One side of the history. When we have all this religious heavy environment. And we listen about the grace of God. And we can be free through Christ alone. It was amazing for me when I learned this in my heart. Not only my brain. But today we have another side of the coin. I was talking with a friend. And he said to me, Danny, people in my church didn't want to come back to the church after the, the, the outbreak. They're not coming back. I don't know what to do. And I said to him, they don't feel guilty anymore. <laughs> oh, but they don't supposed to feel guilty. Yeah, but let me explain. Do you remember in the 80s, in this time of very heavy legalist environment, if I miss the church, if I miss the time, oh, Oh no, oh no, it's guilty. Guilty is never, never good. But today, they're just, they don't care. <laughs> it's another extreme in another side of this coin. Because we are in this pluralistic um, so, 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 society with everything so plural. We have so many options in this big religious supermarket of faith. That Jesus is just one more thing in the shelf or church. Uh, we have all these differences. And we celebrate all these differences and all these options. So church, Sunday, uh, I could be doing something else with my life. Or I could be enjoying it. And, and people are not caring about A free society that's not controlled by absolute truth anymore. There is a growing lack of consensus and an increasing number of different topics. Let me explain. There is no absolute truth above other things anymore. 
everything is relative. What is right, what is wrong, depends on my personal decisions. I cannot say only Christ, Christ alone. Well, Christ alone for you, then for me. I have another options. I cannot say only scriptures, scriptures alone. Yeah, scriptures alone, this is... Because today is very plural. Today, when these days under the legalist environment, nothing was plural. But today, everything is just about my option and what I think uh, is the best way for me to live my life and the way that I want to live. Zygmunt Bauman, he said, we came from a solid modernity to a liquid form of, soci uh, of social life, unable to keep any shape or any course for long. There is no, uh, no longer approved standard of belief of, or conduct. What he's saying, everything is changing all the time. Everything is changing. Everything is liquid. Nothing solid anymore. Everything depends. In days like these days that we are living now, it's hard to stand and say, Christ alone. And the Catholic Church, when Luther, Calvin, all the reformers, when they start this, was hard as well. Because it was Christ plus this, this, and that. Today, it's hard as well. Because it's Christ, but depending on my opinion. My kind of Christ, my kind of faith, my kind of Bible. It's the days that we are living now. Um, a theologian, Richard Neighbor, he said, A God without wrath brought men without sin into a kingdom without judgment through ministrations of Christ without cross. What he's saying, in the same way the society is plural, now the church is always is becoming plural as well. Preaching a kind of Christ who is, not, who is not the Christ alone. Preaching a kind of faith who is not the faith of the scriptures. Is a God, Hello Kitty? Is a God, Care Bear? Do you know Care Bear, that cartoon? 80s? Do you know Care Bear? Is right the name? What's it say? Care Bear? I had in Brazil, so, so Care Bear. Hello Kitty. Is a God without wrath? Is a God without judgment? So, this God is nice. This God is great. I want this God because I don't like confrontation. It's a God without any kind of sin. It's a gospel without cross. It's a Christ without cross. So it's this plural beliefs. When you talk about Christ alone, scriptures alone, we are trying to bring back the meaning and the basis of our faith. We're trying to communicate that without Christ, there is no drop of salvation. There is no hope. There is no solution. There is no alternative. Now you stop to think in your friends or relatives who are not with Christ. I'm thinking my friends who, don't, who are not walking with Christ. And my temptation is, uh, but they are okay. They are not okay. They are not okay. 
We need to detoxify from this human-centered Christianity and bring back the Bible and Christ. Um, and then the question again. How to be approved by God? How can I be accepted by God just through Christ? Not Christ in my personal opinions. Not Christ in a fancy church. Not Christ in the faith of my parents or grandparents. Not Christ in this and that. Just Christ alone. Not Christ in a ministry. Not Christ in a nice church. Not Christ in theology. Not Christ in the good names that carry the name of Christ together. Not Christ in a good Bible teaching. Not Christ in just Christ. Christ in Jesus Christ. The biggest trap for believers and Christians today is all those things who carry the name of Christ, but it's not Christ. It's my ministry. Oh, I'll be here very early in the morning to prepare for the service, but this is not Christ. My singing to him is not him. The things that I talk about him is not him. I can know a lot about Christ, but not Christ. When I talk about Christ alone, who is hidden all the treasures of Winston's knowledge, and saying that everything that exists, the dolphins are now in the sea because of Christ, of the aeos, the galaxies, they exist because of Christ. We exist because of Christ. There is nothing outside of Christ. Christ is everything. He didn't receive the punishment of God to make me happy or in a good mood. He didn't receive the nails in his hands at the cross to give me a new car. He didn't receive the punishment and the wrath of God in that cross, cross because of my low self-esteem or to give me a better job. It's the salvation is in Christ. And the salvation is not salvation only from hell, sin, and Satan. Christ is saving me and you from God. Only God can save you from God. Do you know why? Because there is a judgment coming. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 14, there is something that we don't like to talk about. Something called hell. Oh, we are in the church. Where are we supposed to teach about hell? And the guy who most teach about hell in the Bible, his name is Jesus Christ. 42% of his parables is teaching about hell. And some people think, oh, hell will be awful because Jesus is not there. It's very opposite. Jesus will be there is the total, completely pour out of God's wrath without grace in hell. Revelation chapter 14. Jesus is the Satan's torturer. Satan's fearful from hell and God's wrath. So only through Jesus we can be saved from the wrath of God. In John chapter 3 verse 36. My Bible says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. The Bible says, we were dead in our sins and transgressions. What can a dead person do? Stink. 
uh, that person cannot decide, uh, that person cannot react. But because of his great love and the cross, he gave us life in Christ. Without Christ, you and me, we are dead. Without Christ, you and me, we are under, under God's wrath. Without Christ, there is no salvation. There is salvation in Christ, mercy in Christ. If Jesus Christ returns today, are you going to heaven? If this night have, you just passed away with a stroke, how will you be? Where are you going? Where are you going? That's why we stand in this platform every weekend. Every weekend telling you, Jesus Christ is coming back. Give your life to Jesus. Repent of your sin. Come back to Jesus. Bring your sins to Jesus. Because we don't want to see you in eternal punishment. God punished Jesus on the cross and only through Christ and alone through Christ without performance, without trying to be approved by God by your own strength. Only through Christ and his sacrifice you will receive forgiveness. You receive eternal life. You receive salvation. My hope is that today Christ touched in some hearts this morning. Not only those who are watching on YouTube or he, oh, I'm a believer for 20 years or 200 years, but maybe Christ is not there at the very first place on the throne of your heart. Maybe your uh, religious CV is there. Maybe your performance is there. Maybe after that you do for Christ is there, but not Christ. Today is the moment where you can bring to Jesus Christ your heart, your weaknesses, Bring to Jesus Christ to receive forgiveness of your sin. I want to pray with you. Let's pray. Could we stand for a few seconds, please, and close our eyes? I uh, would like to ask for the worship team. Oh, it's here, Ian. Thank you. Luke chapter 12, my Bible says, But God said, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will you get what you have prepared for yourself? Lord Jesus, at every day is a day of decisions. Something can just suddenly put an end to our lives. And we are so worried about our daily life in this world. But some of us, we are not worried about the world to come. Where are you going to be when you, when you close our eyes here? And I pray because only your Holy Spirit can touch some hearts this morning to open our eyes to see Jesus Christ. As the only way for salvation. To understand there is no salvation without you, Lord. And through Christ alone, we can receive justification, forgiveness, and mercy from God. And I pray for those who will be watching this in the days of week or later on on YouTube. 
Holy Spirit touch their hearts and minds. It's time to stop some kind of behaviors and sins. It's time to change. It's time to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, for salvation in our families and your church. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mm -hmm.